0: Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make her face shine upon us, that your way may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere her. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blamelessly, guarding the paths of justice and preserving the way of his faithful ones. Acts chapter 16 verses 1 through 8 Paul went on also to Derb and Lystra where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. But his father was a Greek, He was well spoken of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and Adam circumcised because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went from town to town, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in numbers daily. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So, passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. I'm pretty sure someone is just phoning these uh, readings in. Uh, I mean, yeah, I understand. The book of Proverbs is great, but I don't know what the heck the point is of including three verses that just are just kind of, I don't know. Um, And the psalm is short. Uh, I get that. Some of the psalms are short. There's the full psalm, all of Psalm 67, today and yesterday. Um, And then Acts is... I mean, somebody's having difficulty writing a transition between Acts 15 and, you know, anything of significance in Acts uh, 16. Um, But they're basically, they're going town to town, and it it does mention circumcision. Uh, Timothy is Paul's, like, um, not right-hand man, more of a disciple. That's kind of like a loaded term. Uh, Paul is Timothy's mentor. And Timothy is, he's got his own letter. He's the one, um, in fact, I think two letters. Um, He's the one that's told to fight the good fight of the faith and all the other stuff. Um, And they're talking about like where they're going, why they're not going. Apparently, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't want them to go to Asia. And then uh, the Spirit of Christ doesn't want them to go to like, myjah or something um, but anyway in and through here um, in acts ten they they're referencing the Council of Jerusalem which was acts nine or eight shoot I can't remember but essentially the 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 Jews like the the more strict Jews who were believers in Christ um, felt that the Practices like uh, eating restrictions, circumcision, all that stuff—like the expectation on upon them or by them—was that everybody just kind of this is. I mean, we did this, so I mean, yeah, you know, you're going to become Jews and you're going to confess Jesus as Lord. Um, But then there's also Hellenistic Jews who were from the diaspora who did not hold as strongly to some of these practices because it was inconvenient. You know, they couldn't go to a temple like every year or whatever. Um, and then there were Gentiles who were entering the faith. And the question at the Council of Jerusalem is, well, I mean, the the, the elephant in the room is circumcision. Um, are we going to expect people to be circumcised who are entering the faith who haven't been circumcised, who are entering the the movement of Jesus that at that time was still basically Jewish. um, Or, you know, there's some debate as to, you know, whether or not they were members of the Jewish faith. But anyway, um, and that was what went down in the Council of Jerusalem. And um, Cornelius in Acts 10 is one of these figures that helps the church determine um, their organization and, and everything going forward. And Paul is... Certainly, no small part of that. He's the you know the apostle to the Gentiles. Um, but I'm going through all of this to say that if there's anything that stuck out in this morning's reading, it's uh, Acts 16:3, where Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him. I mean, a grown man, probably. I mean, I don't think he was, a, a, you know, a minor, um, and that's kind of rare. Usually you're supposed to get circumcised on the eighth day, but of course the Council of Jerusalem and Timothy is clearly one of these. The question is like, well, um, are you going to get snipped or not? And that's not a pleasant experience, um, <laughs> regardless of what your age is, but as a, you know, fully, uh, sentient adult, like that can be pretty traumatic and a little intimate, quite intimate. In fact, um, And so we know Timothy is a Gentile or he'd never been circumcised, which for most Jews living in and around Jerusalem, that probably would have been kind of uncommon. Um, But Paul's like committed to this. And yet uh, Paul's committed to bringing the gospel to the Gentiles, even by Acts 16. and, uh, And yet he still wants to abide by these Um, At the time, they're still current practices, not like they're archaic and long forgotten. Um, But Paul, who wants to bring the the gospel to the Gentiles, including Timothy, is not in favor of doing this, and yet he has his own follower, his own student, uh, be circumcised in order to avoid being a stumbling block in these different places like Lystra and Iconium. Um, So that, you know... I don't know if people are gonna friggin' check. It's actually a good question. I don't know if they would check. That's like, that's kind of the the catch twenty two or the irony of circumcision. It's like once it's done, the chances of anybody seeing that minus your wife uh, or your partner, which would have been prohibited, um, like we're, they're just really slim. Like who's going to require you to show them your dick? to see if it's been circumcised. Like, I don't know of that ever happening, so if you're going to do it, you could just lie about it. Anyway, it just kind of strikes me as significant that um, Paul, who really wants to kind of lower the barrier to entry because he that is his calling, he believes, he feels, um, and let in Gentiles um, and really kind of break down these ancient barriers despite having abided by them and promoted them and even defended them violently is now saying no 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 none of that's important or none of that is really what it's all about don't lose sight it's about the gospel not the law um, and yet Timothy is going to undergo this um, because it's important not to be a stumbling, stumbling block and Paul says that in his letters it doesn't uh, the, the author the community that created acts they don't have him say that here Um, But it's clear that he's wanting to preach the gospel, spread the gospel, and Timothy not being circumcised, A shows us he's a Gentile, B shows us that it's more important to appeal to people in every way possible than it is to um, get over on the system or yourself or whatever um, and, and make some claim about, you know, I'm uh, I think, you know, the gospel is more important than law or something like that. Um, but I mean, my first reaction is like, I don't know who's calling in these readings, but it just seems like they're kind of going all over the place. Um, Eastertide is that time when um, Jesus is with us. It's before Pentecost. God, off the top of my head, I do not remember what chapter in Acts Pentecost occurs. Is it nine? I cannot remember. I should, I should look this up. I should know it. Um, but it's this weird time. We have another full week, I think at least, um, before we come to Pentecost. And once we hit Pentecost, we're in ordinary time. Ordinary time being ordered, not necessarily that's mundane, um, but it's also mundane. Um, so the, the the readings, I imagine that they're selecting. You know, they're supposed to be from Acts and the the Old Testament. You know, maybe the prophetic books. We've seen a lot of Ezekiel. Um, but I don't know, it just fascinates me how some of these readings are selected. Um, but keep in there. We've got one more week of Eastertide um, before we reach Pentecost and enter ordinary time. Um, and I appreciate you listening in and supporting. If you want to be a monthly contributor or call in and be a co-host and record a reading yourself, uh, reach out to me, logan at pewpewhq.com or go online or... Uh, leave us a message on the Anchor FM app, and there'll be more information about that after the prayer uh, in, the, uh, in the outro to the episode. Goliath and David, a poem by Robert Graves. Yet once and earlier David took smooth pebbles from the brook Out between the lines he went to that one-sided tournament, a shepherd boy who stood out fine and young to fight a Philistine. Clad in all brazen mail, he swears that he's killed lions, he's killed bears, and those that scorn this god of Zion shall perish so like bear or lion. But the historian of that fight had not the heart to tell it right. Striding within javelin range, Goliath marvels at this strange, goodly faced boy so proud of strength. David's clear eye measures the length. With hand thrust back, he cramps one knee, poises a moment thoughtfully, and hurls with a long, vengeful swing the pebble humming from the sling. Like a wild bee flies a sure line for the forehead of the Philistine. Then, but there comes a brazen clink and quicker than a man can think goliath's shield parries each cast clang clang and clang was david's last scorn blazes in the giant's eye towering unhurt six cubits high says foolish david damn your shield and damn my sling but i'll not yield he takes off his staff of mamor oak a knotted shepherd's staff that's broke The skull of many a wolf and fox Come flinching lambs from Jesse's flocks. Loud laughs Goliath, and that laugh Can scatter chariots like blown chaff. To rout, but David, calm and brave, Holds his ground, for God will save. Steel crosses wood, a flash, and oh, Shame for beauty's overthrow. God's eyes are dim, his ears are shut, One cruel backhand saber cut. I'm hit, I'm killed, young David cries, throws blindly forward, chokes, and dies. Then look, spike helmeted, grey, grim, Goliath straddles over him. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's first formation. Where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm/slash first formation. You can sponsor morning prayer for pew-pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, You can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.